I'm Bonnie Kibuka. On my podcast, The Ugandan Boy Talk Show, I've had an honor to sit down with some of the most incredible hearts and minds from Uganda, like Miss Uganda Oliver Nakakande, Jerome Ozo Job, the Executive Director of Jerome Model Management, Pastor Wilson Bogembe, and many, many more. On this podcast, you get to hear raw and real life stories of their journey, what they've been through, and the people that have inspired their journey so that they can make a difference in ours. Listen to the Ugandan Boy Talk show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Join the journey soon. So yeah, you were saying about okay. the content? Yeah, the content is too good. Uh, like, really follow, follow up every day. Uh, the different creatives that you really host. Yeah. Uh, really speak to us. Uh, especially in the Ugandan context where we are really trying to, let me say, just to create stuff out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's amazing. And I'm I'm glad I have this platform where I can talk to you guys. And there's a lot of creatives in Uganda. And I just felt like a lot of people don't know these people's stories. Like a lot of people don't even know these creatives exist in Uganda. So, um it's a podcast that I started to just share stories um, of, of us, of what the people do. And I've had a lot of feedback from people that say that, oh, I didn't know this creative. And through your podcast, I knew there's somebody who does this. And that's why I give opportunity to everybody who wants to be on the podcast. And when you reached out, I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. We, sh- we need to we need to sit down. I, I like to give opportunities to everybody because I know what it means not to have an opportunity. So how did you find out about my podcast the first time? I'm a, I'm an Instagram kind of person. So yeah. I, I was browsing through Instagram and then uh, I landed, I think the first the first was with uh, one of the Ugandan guys called uh, uh, Ishak. Ishak, and Ishak yeah. has yeah. been my well. Yeah, Ishak. And, uh, mm-hmm. Since here and there. So I think it was one of those first interviews that I watched, and I was like, oh, yeah. someone is really totally trying to get the Ugandan story. <laughs> that was. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. And yeah, I, I had Ishak on here. Um, I followed Ishak's journey now that he's working at Energy Radio, and I wanted to people to know the behind the scenes. So, about like people see you on Instagram, but they don't know your journey, they don't know how you've struggled or have you how you've made it to where you are at the time so that's the whole reason i want to bring the behind the scenes things that people can't see to then seeing yeah. you um on 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 instagram um have you seen yeah. the one i did with babaluka uh yes i saw a glimpse of it mm-hmm. but i have not really checked the whole yeah the whole kind of because i also found out that you are in connection kind of connected to in some ways, like you know, Babaluka. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, I, he has one, one of those people who have kind of given us a platform in Uganda, especially when it comes to spoken word poetry. Yeah. Uh, to be specific, last year he, he hosted me and a, a group of others with uh, some of his Canadian friends, some Canadian poets that included Randell uh, uh, Adjay, then there was. Uh, Darwin Morgan, there was a couple of them that came to Uganda just to have a, a link up with us 
has spoken word artists okay. and then we were able to perform before them, we performed before us. And through that I managed to link up with him and he has we've been on a number of projects with him. So that's, he's one of those people. That's amazing. And I've I've talked good things about Babaluku on the podcast and I don't want to make this podcast about Babaluku but something that we have in common like a mutual friend but he's yeah. hand to help the youth in Uganda like to to help somebody like especially you guys who are in like poetry because I know he's also like a Luga flow and we're going to talk about this later how Luga flow is similar to poetry like Luga flow itself is poetry it's just added onto music like their words uh, poetic words that are added onto a beat and somebody like rhymes with them but like not only that there's a lot of other and i'm part of a group that he created on whatsapp of like the initiatives people who create in uganda and i met him on a plane and i told him my story he was coming to the u.s and i was going to the u.s too and from then we've been friends and i've hosted him on the podcast and talking about his life and how he has supported a lot of like youth in uganda um, and I also checked out some of the, the stuff you do, like poetry. Uh, we're going to talk about that today. I want people to know what you do and how you got into it. So to begin with, how, when was the first time you realized you're going to be a poet? You're going to start uh, doing poetry. And before that, you might want to tell the listeners your name because I missed that because we started talking right away. Your name and how yeah. you got into poetry. Yeah, uh, I'm by name. Geoffrey Senyondo, and uh, I use Geoff the Poet as the, the artist's name that really, like my brand name, uh, I got into self-branding, I think, by a friend of mine called Farouk. I hadn't even known that it, it was that important as an artist, but then he, he took me to that. He's uh, one of my good friends. But generally, I would say, so Geoff the Poet that Basically, I think uh, way somewhere around lock ti- lockdown time, 2020, and uh, that was I-, I was working as a handyman at Acacia Mall. Mm. You know, hand does everything when it comes to plumbing, electrical stuff. I'm basically a mechanical engineer by profession. Yeah. So when I met Farouk, Farouk was one of those guys who came to Acacia Mall as a marketing guy. So he shows. He, he sees me very interested watching these videos and then he's like, I don't see you like a guy who is going to be in the technical world for some good time. So have you really taken time to really master your craft and give it a shot? So when lockdown comes, I'm like, let me let me try out. Because I had written stuff. I was basically a writer, but I had yeah. as much of a performer. Yeah. Were you, so when lockdown started, were you posting these videos on Instagram, the ones the like of your poetry and stuff, while you're working as, at Akosha Mall? I think uh, I had, uh, the only stuff I had posted was uh, the really videos, because I would record the voice with my phone, mm-hmm. and then after effects, do some bit of really stuff. If you were to check uh, most of the earlier stuff that I posted before 2020, was basically really stuff, so I could use the voiceover and then yeah. put it out there. Hmm. Yeah. That's creative. That that's that's crazy. And this is the whole reason I like stories like yours. Like so for me who has just seen your Instagram, I would never guess you were handyman at Acacia Mall and that's how your journey started. It's cool when, when yeah. we start sharing these stories about 
the things that people don't know in the background. Like today, yeah. somebody would come on my Instagram and sees I, I, I work as an airplane mechanic, so I'm an aircraft mechanic and I have a podcast. So somebody will come and just see that on my podcast. But if I tell you okay. that I worked as a maintenance guy too, like it's th the thing you're talking about, like plumbing, uh, cleaning, yeah. I cleaned toilets, I would mow, cut grass. Like I worked as a handyman too, like earning minimum wage to begin with. But it's it's the cool the cool part of these stories. Like somebody will know, oh, you're Tandy Kidao. He started from there, and now he's going on like that. Um, but yeah, and the other thing too, like a lot of people started being creative in in not started being creative but like the good thing that came out of um lockdown was us getting even my podcast it started during lockdown i was like you know i have time on my hands what should i what can i do and just say like that and you keep going with your dream so so farouk found you and who is farouk because i know you mentioned him but you did not to explain who Farouk was. Okay, uh, Farouk is one of my good friends uh, say, since 2019. Uh, he's uh, currently the marketing manager at Acacia Mall. He's quite a young guy. Actually, I'm, I'm, I think I'm something like three years older than him. So yeah. he's this kind of guy who joined and uh, I, was, I happened to, to maybe do some bit of orientation for him as a, a new marketing guy at Acacia. So we had that bit of creativity together as he was coming in uh, in case the mall is acting out activations. So we had that talk. I had some bit of a uh, skill in terms of graphic design, self-taught skills. So in case some things could not work out with management and we wanted some graphics out, we would sit with him in office mm -hmm. overnight and he gives the idea and he keeps telling me, change this, change this. So we find ourselves Spending the night in office, by the way. Yeah. So he became a good friend. He's called Muchiri Farouk. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say, even in that small startup I have with him, we have a, a small graphics company called the Godson Prince. And we usually work together with him and uh, another partner of mine called Sechans Raymond. So we really have that kind of environment of creativity that uh, every time I try to do something, then he will come in and chip in and say, Joe, don't you mind? This is in the marketing perspective. This would work like this, mm -hmm. and that's where we got our friendship. And I'm so glad I met him. I like to hear stories like that, and I like to hear youth getting together and studying an initiative, studying a company, studying an organization. You know, those are some of the things we want in the world today. Other than people spending time putting down another person or abusing another person on social media, you know, like we need more of the uplifting than the pulling down of each other. So I enjoy listening to stories like that. Um, you know, not only a poet and I'm not skipping that we're going to have more questions on poetry, but the other thing too, you play guitar. Yeah. How <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah I, I see it in the background there. Uh, so when was the first time you held that thing in your hands and, what brought you to the love of playing guitar? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I come from a, a region, a, a district right now, I think it's a district now, called Chotera District. It was part of Rakai District then. So I'm, uh, the, the other story that I have to really confess here, I'm part of uh, a group that has come through 
an organization called the uh, Daughters of Charity, and uh, later said it was called Children of Uganda. So I'm not an orphan as per se, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, because by then my parents were helping out with uh, with an uh, organization in Rakai, has given a chance to to be part of the that that organization in terms of my my studying uh, so they, they offered to pay my school fees i could stay in the orphanage places with a holiday or so i grew up basically from daughters of charity home if 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 you happen to to get to know information about that uh, mm-hmm. the late sister rose Muyinza. so i'm a product of that nice. so in that in that place in that environment there was a lot of music, music uh, uh, troops, like groups like uh, the children of Uganda would go out and uh, do tours in USA, in UK. But some of us who are like basically not much of the tour team who could mm-hmm. engage in what we call education week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that in Uganda. Mm-hmm. So we do education week, we, we, we learn a lot of uh, music. For my case, as usually, I could do drum, the local drum, yeah. and uh, that long drum, I could do that, and then also read out Bible scriptures for that segment of uh, education week, whereby you, you master the Bible scriptures, and then you come and read them out, like mm-hmm. that poetic way of doing it. So before you skip Engalabi, um, when I was in school, I went to school in Uganda before I moved to the United States. Um, and we had yeah. MDD. And we had this one kid, yeah. Senyonjo. Se- I think Senyonjo. Se- yeah. Senyonjo was, he played in Galabi, but he he would make tricks of that in Galabi. Like he would slam it, lay on the ground, and then just hit it like that. Like, did, you, <laughs> did he used to do any, any tricks of that with the Galabi? It was, called, it was called the climax. Like yeah, in climax. every, in every uh, dance session, yeah. you have to create a climax whereby uh-huh. maybe two dancers stay along the stage. Yeah, yeah. And now the farmers and everyone, you have to create a small. It would be more like for the band, the current band here, whereby let's say like those guys, the artist is introducing instrumentally, mm-hmm. and then someone does a Nick Reeve or a, a Nick solo. Something like that. So yeah. even in, in that setting, we used to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nan- Nankasa, I think it was Nankasa, and what? Mogola, Nankasa, and Mogola. Yeah. Then there was also for for the guys. I think the way stand, there was that bit of uh, Staguru. Staguru, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I enjoy the part of music segment in in high school. And when you said Engalabi, my mind went back to like Engalabi, and uh, I I wanted to ask you a question about that. But yeah, you can continue. So you talked about in the education week, you you did the Bible verses as well. So uh, there was there's a person I have noted. He's, he he now has a school called Tender Talent Magnet School in Kasanga. It's called he's called Vista uh, Katora. Now, he used to teach us a lot to do with uh, music. Uh, as good at math then, but still you could uh, tell you that really, even if it's education fails, at least you have to capitalize on your talent. So he took us through those sessions. I didn't see that as important then, but I kept doing it. And I mm-hmm. kept 
uh, enjoying the, the music because I really love it. I really love listening to it. I love to participate in it. As time went along, I didn't even know about the guitar stuff, the instruments and everything. Because at school, we really didn't have much of that. It was more of the character stuff. Right. So, as we went along, uh, I think high school, I find myself really, I didn't like music. I didn't like stuff to do with music. So, opportunity came uh, still through the organization. I, was man- I managed to go to Seta High School for my A-level. And at Seta High School, it was much of now my because miming now became like mm-hmm. my way. Like I couldn't hide away from music, but yeah. I felt standing on stage and now being like part of that one. Uh, remember, I, I'm I'm kind of a, a short stature, so I'm a short guy. So yeah. standing in front <laughs> in front of the line became now more like humiliating to me. I never felt myself, but then now miming became the whole thing because in Seta High School, almost every weekend there was. A miming session that was cut down key. So mm-hmm. I found myself trying to learn songs and then try to mime them out. The guitar stuff now, after, because uh, it's my, my whole story is long. Yeah. So I, I happened to, by God's grace, I happened to get a government scholarship. Uh, I did mechanical engineering at Chambogo University. Nice. So when I reached Hamburg University, out out of my mechanical department, I could pass by the chapel. It's called Kakuba Chapel. Mm. So entering the chapel, I could see guys doing music. Some guy called Tadeo and another guy called Benson. So I, I really felt in love with the guitar, especially the acoustic rhythm with guitar. Because mm-hmm. I could feel like guys leading the worship, like the guys doing, because most of those guys would sing and then play. So I reach one, I reach, I think, one of those guys called Fortunate. He writes the codes for me on, on a piece of paper that was C, D, and G. So he tells me, you're going to learn from there. That yeah. is your first lesson. But I didn't have a guitar. So crazy, uh, because the government was giving us some money, some yeah. upkeep, yeah. I want to tell mom that I was having that upkeep. That first upkeep. I simply walked to a shop called Glory Electronics around Kampala Road and bought my first guitar. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, an iron steel guitar, so I took it home. I, like I took it at campus because uh, I, I, I deliberately decided to keep this a secret from mommy. Yeah. So I took it at campus and put it in one of my corners in the cubicle at Africa Hall where I used to stay. God being so gracious, I think sometimes when you're meant to do something, there is a way God aligns with your purpose and makes sure things happen. That's true. That, that same year, uh, after like the, the next intake, there came two guys that were so important in my journey as a guitarist right now. There was some guy called Dan Kabunga, and he plays for some band called Yifuga Band. He was my roommate. And another guy called Bruce Vialhanga, who is now, uh, they were all industrial uh, engineering students. So Bruce comes in the next opposite cubicle, and he was also a guitarist. So 
they didn't carry their guitar on their first day at campus. But then they found a new guitar in the corner. Mm. So they thought that especially if they guitar, the guitar maestro of sorts. <laughs> so what they could do, as long as I move out of my cubicle, they go pick that guitar, rehearse, mm-hmm. especially in this room. So one time I think I had forgotten something in my room uh, when I was going for lecture. Then I came back only to find an empty box. Yeah. It was not even a bar. A box. So I'm like, who has taken my guitar? But I was hearing some nice music mm-hmm. coming from somewhere in the hall. Only to check it was coming from the opposite room. Yeah. I simply put my book in my room, opened the opposite room, and I found this guy's rehearsing some nice melody. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Guys, I just need someone to teach me. They said, we are sorry we picked your guitar with it. And I'm like, I just need someone to teach me. I don't know anything. (laughs) Bruce was like, how come you buy a guitar without knowing how to play? I'm like, I just like guitar, but I don't know how to do it. So Bruce says, I remember he told, he looked at me and said, are you really willing to learn guitar? I'm like, yes. He's like, if you're willing, I'm going to teach you. But I want your commitment. I'm like, fine. And the story went on building, building. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was now 20, 2011, yeah. to be precise. 2011, because I was at campus from 20, 2009 and then to 2013. Mm-hmm. So 2011, that's when Bruce really got serious with me. We could use the balcony up at Africa Hall. Sometimes they would go fetch food for me and ask me to rehearse something mm-hmm. until when I out so he goes picks food and then comes back to check on me that like around 8 30 in the dark yeah like i think well i think (laughs) so that's how crazy it was but that is amazing and i love stories like that like i could i could listen to that those stories and when you said your story is long my story is long like for people who have listened to my journey and where i get where my uh, my stories has these corners and this and this so I, yeah. I just didn't want to even interrupt you and you tell us the whole story of your guitar. I appreciate you sharing that to us. And I'm, I, I let people share these kind of stories because they want another person out there who wants to learn guitar to listen to this story like yours and get inspired and get like, oh, this guy did it. He bought a guitar and he didn't know yeah. what to do with it. Like, you, I mean... There's different ways you can do something, and that's amazing to see now that like, you're one of the best guitars here. You go to events and perform live. Um, you've been yeah. at uh, Vumbula, Uganda, at the source of the Nile. Uh, were you there as a guitarist or as a poet or both? I was there as a, as a poet. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first interaction with Vumbula was basically about poetry. But as we transit, I think the last Vumbula, I had to create something uh, uh, a little, because they give me the space and give me the opportunity to be creative with it mm-hmm. the way I want. So the next, I think the last Vumbla that we had in Ginger, I had the privilege of creating something with a friend of mine called uh, Eduardo Cayondo. Okay. He's one of the, uh, the the guys that write. I, I met him somewhere last year and he writes his own music. And uh, when he presented some of that music to me, I realized could add, so I tried to formulate the guitar flow, the rhythm with it, and we 
created something. So when Vumla came at this time, I was like, let's create something together. And also a way of introducing him to the stage. It gave me the opportunity to collaborate something with him. Then he also did his own music mm-hmm. on that stage, which was something to give him audience too. Like yeah. maybe the way I got it. Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by Dance of Gamers. Dance of Gamers is the leading distributor of video games and other consumer gadgets like the podcast microphone set, ring lights, headphones, and affordable smartwatches, and many other cool gadgets. For these and more, visit their website at www.danceofgamers.co. That is www.danceofgamers.co. That's great. Um, have you ever thought about, because I hosted up another poet here. I don't know if you know Mwana Weika. Works 256. I have an episode on here with him. So if you get a chance, you should listen to it, to listen to his journey and what he does with music, yeah. um, with, with poetry. And his, his yeah. episode that we did on here was more like poetry in rap. Um, are you also that kind of person who writes poetry that can be in rap or your poetry is just just for words? You've not um, integrated it to rap. Yeah, actually, I really struggle with stuff to do with uh, writing stuff and formulate it into music mm-hmm. or, or rap. <laughs> I usually write spoken word poetry, totally yeah. spoken word. So yeah. it is easy for me to stand and do spoken word poetry and when it comes to music i usually play for other people too mm-hmm. to really do it yeah. so I'm, I'm not so good at that and i've not really much explored into rap but mm-hmm. for spoken word that's what basically do. you know the other question i had it just came in my head right now at this moment i didn't even prepare for this one so when you if you went to university and you did your mechanical engineering and yeah. you went out and you used that degree how did you then get into poetry? Like poetry, I feel like for me, like this is my head, and even the listeners don't judge my my thoughts because this is just again, I, I didn't think about it. Like I thought you had to get some sort of like training on how to do poetry, how to write, how to make words rhyme. Did you ever get that kind of training, or did you ever go to school to learn how to do to write poet poems? Now, that, that's really so amazing because I've never got gotten like a real training session for this. It's just something that has been bubbling within my heart. Like out of the blue, I just, okay, like I could write stuff and trying to formulate it into music could not work. So what would happen would, I would get like my script, drafted mm-hmm. script. Mm-hmm. Then let's say on important days like Father's Day, Mother's Day, I stand like, I would ask for opportunities at church, basically. So I stand at the pulpit, read my stuff. And then, as I said, 2020, when I was trying to to go through uh, YouTube, that's when I discovered that it is a form of artistry called mm-hmm. spoken word poetry. Mm-hmm. That's when uh, I managed to land uh, on a uh, uh, YouTube account like P4CM. Then uh, that I've was, listened uh, to P4CM. I love them. I love the poetry. Yeah. Then I, then I landed on another uh, guy that has inspired me from a side indirectly called Clayton Jennings. 
He's mm-hmm. a pastor, I think, and also a spoken word artist. Yeah. So I just met, then later on I discovered George is a poet who I hadn't known that is even from Uganda. Mm-hmm. Then work 256, managed to link up uh, with people like Mitch, the poet. I think that guy will be one of the people you would host here. He has a whole dimension of poetry in Uganda that we've not, mm. we've not really had an experience before. So comic, so natural. Then another guy called Sevolule. So when I happened to meet them alone, then I managed to ask now to re- to ask them how the art is, how everything is done. Then gave me opportunity to come on board and uh, also express my feeling. The other important person that I've left out, maybe that I need to mention, is called Mogasha. Uh, Mark, uh, the slam poet. Now, this is the guy who who leads a group called Ladu Poetry House. And this is one of the guys that has totally worked with me from uh, that time when I got inspired to a time where I am right now because he's so passionate about the art form. He organizes sub-sessions with uh, Quivuga and also Ladu Poetry House. And he has always invited me to express myself through my spoken word poetry. So you realize I'm now a fusion of so many artists right. that have yeah. kept inspiring yeah. me to do that. So that that's awesome. I'm not, I'm not, that's one thing I was going to tell you earlier, that I like that every story you tell us, there's somebody you're shouting out, like this person helped me through this person. His name is this. I love that. I love yeah. for you to give credit or what credit is due. Like, hey, this guy helped me to teach me guitar. This guy has helped me a lot to learn poetry. The other guy I've, I've um, remembered, I've hosted a few poets actually on my podcast. Uh, one episode you need to check out is a guy written to speak. He's an American. He's an author yeah. and he's a poetry. I've hosted him on my podcast too. He talks about his poet. He has his Instagram page. It's called written to speak. You will you will enjoy his, his poems and and maybe you'll learn a thing or two. And maybe he's he's a guy who is open. He does his poem. He's a Christian, so his poems also like inspiring and bringing hope to people. I I love I love his work. Um, but yeah, I've seen a few of your uh, poems. Is there a, a short poem you can give us a freestyle of that you can think of now and give us a freestyle for the listeners? Uh, they say I walk next to my ancestors. That I was the perfect definition of down to earth. That I was such a lad that needed a chair to reach puberty. <laughs> As if playing with my body parts wasn't enough, they asked me that I should pray that the next birthday is come with ladders so that I could be able to take a sneak peek into my future. They literally did my body stature, describing me with all sorts of insinuating metaphors. Really, it took long for me to dare dressing in short. Because literally, every single shot was never shot. For me, Mr. Shot. Nice. So down that valley of the uncertain, I roamed with a mind that only knew people. But the darkness within my soul was meant to tremble. As a victim of myopic centrism, I hung onto that cliff of self-activism until a lifeline was drawn for me to hang on. Scarred hand onto a larger piece of wood Pierced feet don't await the love. Seriously. Allow me to throw a pulse through your heartbeat. Take you down through the journey 
of the of what was this guy's under special description. I'm not exceptional, but I'm just intentional. AKA the international. Unpredictable, I'm rational in search of God's best direction. With every single ink, I aim to be sensational. I seek to inspire before I expire, regardless of my limited sphere. I seek and intend to explore. Like a camera, I focus on what's important. Capture the good times and develop from the negative. And in case it doesn't work out, guess what? I take another shot. <laughs> I aim to capturize, to conceptualize, to capturize on every single shot given, to make him known by whom this steward I own. Speaking of where I'll be without him, surely my little mind could never fathom. For, our, for I'm part of his design creation. My life not my own, my life to him I owe. Poetic, I'm artistic. Faith fanatic, yet realistic. A teacher with a futuristic, arrogant about the craptastic. Draft one, draft two is my mandate. Surely, ladies and gentlemen, I'm part and parcel of this. And for this, I will roll. My name is Joe, the poet. That's amazing. That, that is amazing. <laughs> uh, and for the listeners, if, if you didn't feel amazed by that, um, for me, when you were saying that poem, when you sang it, I was like, there's no way in a million times I could do that. Like, there's no way I could do that. Like, even if you gave me a whole year, like, there's no way yeah. I could do that. Like, and that's why I like God a lot. Like, God gives talent to different people. Like, he gave you that. And for me, I look at it yeah. as a talent. And I know there are people who study it, but, like, for you to be able to recite that yeah. when you didn't even go to school for that, like, that's a born talent and it's good it rhymes it's i could i could say everything about it because i know i i can't do it and but it's beautiful you know, you i love listening to it yeah there's that bit of uh, identity a loss of identity especially when uh, when we go through the system and you realize you 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 are not this type you're not this stature you're not that so i wanted in this poem i tried to capitalize on the facts of the description of self, but then get the positive side mm -hmm. of encouraging someone that regardless of how you look like, regardless of, of your body, regardless of uh, maybe what guys have said about you, mm -hmm. there is something inside of you that is inner that maybe a day will come if you really capitalize on that and uh, you will speak to others your life will speak to others, other than just uh, downsizing yourself, uh, maybe pity-parting about the fact that maybe you were an orphan or, or something has happened in life that has really pulled you down. There is more to life than just pulling yourself down. That's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm easily an emotional guy um, when, when I listen to words like that because that's, that's what I want to put in somebody else. Like when you say... There's more to life than pulling yourself down. Like for me, those kind of words hit me different. And I like to tell other people that. And when I hear somebody else saying those words to me, like listening to them in the he headphones, it it hits me like like different. And I, I love when people ask for opportunities to be on the podcast. I have people that I host on the I, I request to be on my podcast because I want another person to listen to them. 
But I also love yeah. when when people like you reach out, hey, can I get an opportunity to be on the podcast? I would love to share something. And I love that. And it has turned out that when you people who ask to be on the podcast, it turns out that yeah. it, the words you say here are more like a impactful because it's from within. It's from your heart. It's not forced into... Sometimes I might force somebody, hey, because of work they do, I force them to, not forcing them, forcing sounds bad, but like when I request to them, they'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. So it's not like it's coming from the heart. It's just they're just doing it because you asked them to be there. But when you have a person like you who wants that opportunity, who's there because it's from within, your words really hit different when somebody listens to them because it's coming from your your heart and it's not forced it's something you want to do so i really appreciate that and i i i like people reaching out I was like yeah let's let's do this let's record a podcast so i really appreciate that the other question i wanted to ask you so what are the plans of your mechanical engineering degree <laughs> that's a very good question uh okay currently i i'm i'm say i'm i can say i practice mechanical engineering regardless of uh what I do, because uh, I work with a company called Brawl Uganda. We are into facilities management, but I'm the technical person on the team. So my mandate is basically to to ensure the maintenance side of everything is okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, the generator, the, the major equipment of the property are working functioning well and everything. And as a, as a, say, as a creative, it has also enabled me to be able to to up my game in terms of uh, what I do at work because uh, I've usually had to find easier ways to cover my my schedule things that I can do the other side. So mm-hmm. if it's record keeping, I make sure it's the timely stuff I do so that it doesn't uh, interfere with my other programs. So when you ask me the future part of uh, my mechanical engineering, I'd say I'm into it. I'm 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 doing it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not so certain whether I'll do a master's in mechanical engineering. Really, yeah. not <laughs> not really that. Mm-hmm. I don't think. But I hope to. I think your phone. Your well phone well sure. No, yeah, that's that's amazing. I wanted to just know about it because I know people who will be listening is like they might also have that question on the back of their heads. Like, so what? What's up with the but it's good that you're still practicing that and uganda is one of the countries where you're gonna have to tap on every opportunity you have every source you have like wherever you can you can tap you can tap there well no to get to get out to get out to get out that maybe added someone watching watching this uh i i think uh i've tried to study much of the creative uh the likes of the late mother radio we had in Uganda here. The, the, the issue is you, you, you can't really hide your innermost self over time, regardless of your profession. So I think what would be important is how do you use the space of your profession still to bring out yourself. Now, like for my case, at work, I've made sure if there is a, let's say, a team building activity, I can't miss out. I can't miss out on that. Uh, sharing my talent with them. I've written uh, scripts to do with uh, company advertisement. 
uh, in case there is a creative session and they want someone to do a break, to entertain a break, do a song, do do some poetry there. I'm there. So it adds value to you as a creative, as an employable person, even maybe as you do your own stuff. That's yeah. yeah. That's that's for everybody listening, and you, that's a listen to learn. Um, one of the last question, and then I have not the last question. The last thing I'm going to talk about, and I have the last questions I'll ask you before we we end these. Um, congratulations on being nominated in the APVA <laughs> awards. That's that's uh-huh. a huge. I know you tagged me in one of them. Um, <laughs> it, like, are, are they are the voting still going on, right? Yeah, actually, the voting ends today by midnight. Okay. You, you, you time. Yeah, so it is ending today midnight. Yeah. But so grateful. Uh, I've had the opportunity of other fellow creatives really pushing for this for me. I'm actually not not the only person nominated. There's another person called Diego. The Dark Knight is one of my good friends also. He's also uh, managed to be nominated in one of the categories. I think that's the best... Uh, spoken word video and uh, we're so glad that at least we are trying to break walls of the ugandan mm. plus two five six at least get mm. out there mm. and engage and i think the kenyans have been doing that quite some good time they've really been doing that trying to collaborate with Ghanaians, with nigerians and for us as ugandan of which i'm so sure we are more creative i'm sorry for my Ken- Kenyan friends, but we are more creative. Than <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I have a debate on that actually because I was thinking like the Kenyans are. I even watched another podcast where they were saying the Kenyans are more um, creative, or the the Kenyans content creators are more like. Yeah. That's why Uganda. Some some Ugandans have to leave Uganda to go to Kenya to to do their content yeah. creating there. Um, so that's up for debate. Uh, and for me, it's good for me because I'm half Kenyan and half Ugandan. So I'll just enjoy yeah. on, bo- <laughs> on both sides. So. But I, I think I'm going to have to do that as an episode to see if yeah. people think the, the Ugandans are more creative than the Kenyans or the Kenyans are more creative than the Ugandans. I'm going to leave that out there for the people to decide. I might do it as a poll to see what's what's happening yeah. but not skipping what i brought out the apva awards uh no they're ending today uh this episode might come out when they already oh. ended but i still want to congratulate exactly. you for being nominated anytime your name is out there even if you don't win even Thank if you. you win like when you when you're nominated it's a win already like you being part of that because people are going to know you every time somebody looks at the nominees and they see uh joff joff the poet who is this guy and then they'll look you up they'll see your work and that's an, a free advertisement and people are going to know you um so i want to congratulate you and keep doing what you're doing uh, many of these opportunities are going to come i already saw you how you were part of the vine awards too in the vine Awards, usually actually it's a new category within uh within the vine Awards, and it started with the other spoken word and i have to really uh, thanks to Vivian Holmes, one of those ladies that is doing poetry in Uganda, one, like really on, on the move. She's really so good and uh, privileged to be one of the friends in her circles. So it's totally, um, uh, let me say it's a movement in Uganda. Spoken word poetry, I would say we are on a move. 
and we are so glad that some of those categories are coming in within yeah. the award. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Um, so yeah, we're coming close to the end of this podcast, but I have three questions I ask people before I let them go. One of the first question is, okay. what's a life lesson you've learned in life to this point? I think uh, I've come to learn that uh, regardless of your low, low, low points in life, there is always a high point awaiting for you. Just like the way you find a value and a hill, they are almost close to each other. The moment you find the valley, you'll always find the hill. So regardless of your low point, hopefully you could look ahead and see if you can find a high point. That's amazing. And hopefully somebody will listen to that and pick out, make it their life lesson too or relate to it. The other one, what gets you excited about life? I think what makes me excited about life is uh, being able to have a, an inner feeling or an inner thought and then you try to put it out. Now, the day you try to get a glimpse of what it has become, I think that excites me a lot. I like to see something that I was thinking about coming to reality. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, my final question, which is a signature question on the podcast, is who would you like to see on this podcast next as a guest? And you're going to help me connect me to that person. Okay. <laughs> I think this one in particular, I'm going to ask, yes, and because earlier I even had a conversation with him. He's called Emma. Emma is uh, the guy behind the videos you see on my Instagram that usually come out, I think, immensely. He's the guy behind uh, a recording brand called Met Media. He's so passionate about uh, tour, tourism and tour photography. So he has, actually this year, he was able to, to capture the Renzoli Peak, the Chilimanjaro Peak, and also the Eligon Peak. So that's how enthusiastic he is. Nice. And uh, I, I, I actually, earlier I talked to him, and now that you're asking me to connect to you to him, surely mm -hmm. I'm going to do that because <laughs> he's the guy behind he met me at Vumbla, Uganda, out of the blue, and he just kept he kept coming to me and recording every piece of code. Jeff, um, I got to say before I let you go that you've been a blessing in my life. I thank God that he brought you to be a guest of the podcast. Um, even if the listeners don't find it interesting, at least you know <laughs> you have some, you've spoken to somebody's heart. Like, and that's, that's me. I've, I've learned. Uh, and I'm sure I just say that, but I know the listeners will... Learn a thing or two. Learn something from the words you just said. There was a part <laughs> by well by well by Gamba. I think it was Ponga Gambantino. Nikatonda Nikatona Nyambi. I was still like trusting him or something like that. So like I would just say that like, even if the listeners don't find it interesting, at least you know somebody listened to it and somebody exactly. found interesting. So I appreciate you and I'll keep following you, following your work, keep doing what you're doing. I support everything you do, and you, you gotta you gotta fun out here, and we'll keep the connection. And is there any final words you, you want to say to the listeners? Yeah, uh, I'll just end by appreciating you still. Thank you very much for giving an opportunity to let me say startup creatives like us, different spheres, different backgrounds, and then being able to use your time 
uh, full hour of uh, uh, an audience is not so easy, especially in this uh, fast-moving world. But someone really giving out an opportunity to another person to share their story, to share their moments of life. I would just say, God should bless you more than your expectations, because this is really Thank good you. Thank you. All right, Joe. Um, keep doing what you're doing and have a good Sunday. Yeah, Sunday evening. Yeah. Nice Sunday evening, too. All right, Kali Boss. See you. Peace out. Hey there, uh, this is Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching and listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and recommend somebody to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a feedback on this podcast because that's how we grow. And also don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and comment. Join us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So we would love to hear from you. Thank you very much and be blessed.